Hey, this is Jamie from Green River Ordnance. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back, or welcome now. <laughs> I like that. Warren's Lone Star. You went nowhere, but we're back. Well, we're back from yesterday with that. Uh, welcome to Warren's Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com. We're going to have a one-hour special today. Uh, we have to do some things. We're very busy and important. So we got an hour to call in, 936-647-3776. Uh, you can also message on Facebook. Welcome to Warren's Lone Star, brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors, folks. Today's a good day. It's uh, nice and chilly. Last night, I could have sworn I was in the beginning of Wizard of Oz. And I was like, I'm going to wake up. And this isn't Kansas anymore. Well, you got a munchkin sitting across from you here, so, so you're halfway there, my friend. Maybe I'm on that Botox, like in those commercials where the lady just hallucinates. <laughs> I love those commercials. Where would you get... I'm trying to figure out if you got Botox, where would it be? Well, no, there's... You don't know what happened about Botox? Apparently, Botox is moving in other fields now, and they're using it as a medical thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I actually found that out about uh, uh, last weekend in Dallas. They were... Uh, uh, you're discussing Botox as a treatment on something. It's really uh, interesting. Yeah. The these the benefits of it when you think you know this is the botulism vir- virus, and but no, they have found it's stuff strange. for it. Yeah, it truly is. And uh, but no, uh, those commercials. Every time I see it, I, I told you about that, right? When I saw the, you ever seen the Botox commercials? Have you seen it? Which one? The one that's actually for migraines and all that kind of stuff. I think you mentioned it to me, but I haven't seen it yet. Because it's basically a woman with, like, a carefree smile that's really creepy looking. is as if she's, like, high. Mm-hmm. And then she walks into through a world that's all hand-drawn. Oh, yes, yes, and yes, And I was yes. like, and I go, what is this drug she's on? And then it said Botox. I want Botox. Yeah, and I was like, Botox? What? So, uh, hey, yeah. Botox. It's an interesting drug, that's for sure. But, yeah, thanks for joining us. We're here hanging out, and uh, we got a couple things. I know Donald Trump has always been on topic. We got <laughs> We got to dedicate a day where we don't talk about him as much. Trump-free Tuesday. But it is funny that people are focusing on it. I read a funny uh, interview with Jay Leno, and he basically was commenting on the atmosphere in the night uh, TV night stuff about, you know, when he was on, he felt like that he did like – he goes, like, Clinton's horny – and Bush is an idiot. Like those were the, like the knocks we would do, but we wouldn't focus on it. It would just be whenever we could work that angle, we would do it, but it wouldn't be every day. Yeah, three jokes max. You move, and it on. would be every day. Uh-huh. And then he goes, he goes. The worst thing about this is uh, he always felt that Johnny Carson and that kind of placement in entertainment was to get away from the day to day negativity and or take a negative negative thing and make it funny that's why it came on after the news you're bummed from the news and he feels that the current atmosphere in the late night shows is it's continuing the negativity and it's not helping anybody right so i i i it's funny as i don't know anybody that watches that stuff why well, uh, stopped why well, i used to be mr you know loved watching different late nights but as i've said many times it's the what counts as late night comedy now is does nothing for me yeah, and and again, you know, to, for full disclosure, let's say it was a you know four or five years ago, oh. and they were doing it on the that president. I'd feel the same way. It's like I, get I, off this. I president. wanted to ask you. Yes. In like the 18th century, <laughs> I was watching Doctor Who, 
and they made a racial thing in it. Basically, they went back in time in England, and the woman was African-American, and mm -hmm. she was afraid to go out. I, I know that episode. It was one of Martha's first episodes, and— and So is that true? Uh, well, don't forget— I'm trying to. I, I'm just. I'm looking at it as a history aspect because I was mm -hmm. kind of thrown because I liked it. I was like, "Oh, that's really interesting." They're actually gonna try to acknowledge something that happened in the past that we can't we can't control anymore, and they didn't. They didn't really go through it. Like they didn't go through the right. Well, that's the thing. It's uh, whenever if you have a time travel show of any kind with a with a black person, an African American, uh, there are different ways you can play it. Now, Doctor Who decided, okay, if we start, we'll never stop. But there is a TV series on uh, NBC called Timeless. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's uh, uh, going all throughout American history. And one of the team members is African-American. And the thing is, he's always having to play, you know, yeah, well, no, the I, janitor. I imagine like that, because if you're a writer and you're trying to stick with the time scenario. Because mm -hmm. this guy's got like two but PhDs. They didn't do that, though. No, and... Doctor Who kind of didn't do that. Kids, if you notice, he also said, "Don't even bother changing your clothes." The, the the less you draw attention to yourself, you you know, no one's really going to care. Now, remember, England uh, kind of uh, brought slavery to America. I don't say, I don't want to say they invented slave. Well, they invented black slavery, and uh, now is that for sure? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, slavery's been around. Yeah, no, just... the slaves have been around for forever, but the African slaves. Okay, you know that that was uh, uh, the British trade. Uh, the uh, Golden Triangle trade, the Triangle trade, uh, molasses to rum to slaves uh, through uh, New England, England, and Africa. And so there weren't a lot of black people in England. However, it's not unheard of. Uh, there'd be, there would be mixed race. Uh, and remember in France at that same time in, in the 1800s, uh, blacks had full rights. You know, Alexandre Dumas, who, who wrote, you know, The Three Musketeers and stuff, was black. A lot of people don't know that. He, you know, he's a celebrated author. He could go yeah. to court and write about kings, and no one's like, you can't do that. You're black. And so to have a black person in England could be, well, they're from France. Or they, okay. you know, they came down. So, you know, it's not as but It would have been remarked upon. But now try putting her in, you know, on Wall Street in the 1960s, and yeah, you'd totally have a different totally different story. Would be a woman, especially yeah, a black woman in sixties walking freely. You know. Well, I, I just thought that was really interesting because I didn't know. I didn't know the history when I was watching that. Mm -hmm. I was like, I wonder if they're just kind of doing it just to move on with the show, or they're just trying. It was to... it was a plot device, kind of. That's them telling the viewer, "Hey, we could spend every episode talking about a black woman in no. back in time." So we're just going to say, "Ah, just try to blend in don't make a deal about it no accent because she's like should i use an accent he's like nope just just walk normal which is the uh, the the doctor way the doctor way except when he's explaining something when she's explaining something now the doctor is transitioning when it when it is explaining something oh don't say that oh what, what where's the, what's the word that we can use that's in limbo cuz it can change you don't really know well well here's the thing i'm not you know making what is the doctor here. can the doctor reproduce Oh yeah, the doctor. Uh, the first, the first doctor was established as a grandfather. Okay. He, remember, the first doctor was an old man when we first. But it wasn't him. human beings. He was a grandfather of. It was like probably aliens. Because he's yeah, an alien. Yeah, he, he's from a planet called Gallifrey. Can you imagine the next time they have a transformation in that show, and he like they have to do like prosthetics and stuff because he is an alien because he's always turns into a human. Well, well, time lords are humanoid. They look human, so 
They, but they can. Does he have like four nipples or something? Uh, two hearts. That's what. That's right. That's right. He has two hearts. But uh, there was actually an episode where a, a female Time Lord, a Time Lady, uh, was kind of choosing what her new body would be, and one of them was a flat out like reptilian alien. She was she fried on for size. Uh, so yeah, time. You know, you, you can change gender. You can change Show sucks. race. All right, moving <gasps> on. Uh, it's 917. You're going to die. I'm just kidding. They're going to yeah. gang up on you. All the uh, Whovians are going to gang up on I'm you. I'm just kidding. And I'll lead the pack. <laughs> I hate the new Whovians. So, uh, hey, did you know the... Uh, sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead. No, I was going to tell you. I, saw, I found something pretty interesting. The uh, the inaugural video game uh, season kicked off. Houston has a video game team for this game called Overwatch. Okay. And Overwatch is probably one of the the bigger video games that's played around the world. I've heard of it, but no concept uh, of what... Well, it's like, I mean, it's like six for six, and it's very competitive, very strategy-based. And uh, it was funny because I got a... I found an article about Houston, and Houston has a team. I was like, oh, man, that's really interesting. Like, they, they have enough people in Houston that can try out and play, but no, none of these people are from Houston. I felt it was kind of weird when you're starting a new season and you have they're trying to do it by city base. So they have like Shanghai has a team. Uh, I believe, I think seven teams are in the United States. And they're like, of course, three of them are like in the Los Angeles area. But uh, but Houston has one, Philadelphia has one, Boston has one, New York has one. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other ones. But I was like, oh, that's really cool. They're actually, that'd be a smart move for to kind of have a structure to a video game. Because I would say video games are getting more and more popular as a spectating sport. Mm-hmm. And if you don't agree with that, I'm not kidding. You go to YouTube or go to this thing called Twitch, which is like live streaming and see how many people are using that. So for example, the first game was against, uh, I watched a little bit of the first, the first game they, they did. It was really well produced. They had the uh, 12 people on stage in Los Angeles. They had all this stuff behind them, had the three color commentators over in front of them. And it was full on like sportsies. Well, it looks like Brian is going to whip exactly. out the RPG. No, I was actually impressed with the lingo. I was like, do they, are they reading something? Like, how are they being able to converse to the audience what's happening? Because <laughs> if you didn't, if you've never played the game, you'd probably be like, okay, I get, I kind of get it. But the most amazing thing, I was seeing how many people were watching at that time, because you can see it, it was almost 400,000 people were watching Whoa. on the internet. Whoa. That's live. And I thought that was pretty impressive. That I don't know. I don't know numbers compared to like TV. I know like what is it? Uh, the NFL averages what like ten million people. Uh, no, I a can game? actually put it. In or is it all day? Well, I can actually put it in perspective. Uh, MTV tried to come back. Uh, they they revised uh, TRL Total Request Live okay. on the show. Uh, it was canceled after like one episode because only eighteen thousand people tuned in. So this is MTV. Uh, a reboot of a very famous show and 18,000 people. So to get 40,000 to watch uh, uh, others play a video game, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Well, I, I especially when they talk about the numbers of the football, is it 12 million a game? Or is it total, like, the whole weekend? We have 300 million people in America, roughly. Adults, two-thirds of that. Well, let's say let's say fifteen to twenty million are like of football watching age. That's one hundred and fifty. Ten percent, fifteen. Eh, possibly. Well, because uh, the only reason I ask that is because you know sometimes there's like twelve games going on. Well, yeah, that, no, I think that's a combined. It's so, an aggregate of of all the football games in one week, okay, so probably. I, I'm, I'm on a website, but no idea how legit it is. Uh, they're saying the average per game. Mm-hmm. 
in uh, week one was around $22 million per game. Those are, you said, uh, week one, week one of the regular season or playoffs? Of, of like the regular season. That's how they, yeah. I have well, no well, evidence to well, say Well, what's otherwise. amazing to me, but though, is the significant drops between some games. So, for example, week one, the highest the highest viewing game was the Giants versus the Cowboys. So, of course, Dallas has a huge following, and I think New York probably has a huge following. Well, the game Broncos versus the Chargers only had $9 million. So to be cut in half and like during the same time watching the same game, that's pretty funny. And there are the Texans <laughs> versus the Bengals that only had eight million. Oh, ow! I mean, eight million. There's nothing to sneeze at. I'd kill to have an audience of one of my. Well, it's just, no, I just thought <laughs> I, it just looks funny how significantly different the numbers were for some games, like doubling, almost, almost tripling. That that is funny. So. Oh, how'd you just like to be on the team that like no one watches? <laughs> well, I, I think that no one talks about those numbers. I bet no one says anything. It's like, especially the Texans, because one thing I love about Texas the, so far in the, the history of fans, it's there's like three games of inspiration. And then there, I bet like the numbers kind of go up a little bit, go up a little bit, and then something tragic happens. Well, the Texans had two, like J.J. Watt and who's the other guy that just everyone loved? The quarterback. They actually had a good quarterback. Yeah, and and... These are the two that were inspiring everybody, and and but and after that they're like they're not watching Texas anymore. again. These two guys get injured, and who cares? They were actually carrying the team. It's it's like the I think all the Astros did a great job, but I think without Altuve and uh, I can't remember the other guy who was like MVP. Uh, yeah, people want their heroes, and if their heroes aren't there, then you know, yeah. I mean, I bet the I bet the stadium still sold out. You know who sold out their first game? Is the Houston rugby team? Oh, I can imagine. There is a huge audience for that. Yeah, they had their inaugural. I think it was either preseason game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, they they're called the. Let me look it up. I saw it on Facebook. It's like they had like two words in their name. I think like the May, uh, shark uh, fins or saber cats. Saber cats. What's one word? Saber cats. Saber. But uh, saber, saber, saber cats. But yeah, they have. There's an athletic club, I guess, or what are they? I forget what they call them. They're not like franchises but it's like a club mm-hmm. and yeah they're uh they had their inaugural they have a game this saturday night and they play at constellation field i don't know where that is sugarland but uh they play they're playing the vancouver ravens Ooh, cool no constellation field is where uh the sugarland skeeters play the the triple a uh, minor league team oh cool okay which is an awesome stadium well you know what's really great is i'm on their website and whoever did their website knows what they're doing because they literally put out the schedule of the day for you 3 p.m tailgate opens 4 30 6 30 dj and then st- standing doors open at 5 30 so i mean they're they're pretty organized about getting people out there early awesome it's been about getting out there early i gotta find out have you been to the uh, uh i think it's called the showboat a drive-in movie uh, out there yeah, near tomball it's uh this is the time to do it because it's where it gets darker earlier. Oh, it's freezing outside. Is that why it's the time to get out there? Well, it depends on the movie you watch and who you go with. You and Holly, two it's, hours or four hours with a double feature. Pick the right movie. Get kind of cozied up in the car there. Try to try to watch. I guess you trying to inspire me. Yeah, yeah. Injecting a little love. Yeah, you can listen to Morning's Love Star. We inject a little love <laughs> every time. We're going to take a music break, but we'll be back. Stick around here on Mornings with Lone Star. 
Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hey, we're back. It's Mornings with Lone Star. It's 9.35. We've got another 25 minutes. That's right. You didn't hear wrong. we got a special hour-long special presentation today. Dick and I are very busy and important people, and, you know, we have to go out so and important. see our fans and people to do things to see, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're playing a song with hole in the title because, well, <laughs> what's blowing up uh, uh, Twitter right now is, uh, or not Twitter, we're blowing up the news. It's that there are those that are saying that president used uh, a phrase, we will call it poopy hole, in describing Haiti and Haitians. And apparently it's becoming like some uh, a racial thing. And Dick and I have been having a good conversation about this off the air, so I thought we'd bring it on the air about it. And then we're going to talk about some other goodies, too. That uh, the president is denying that he he said it as, as it's being portrayed. And very vociferously, and this is something that about Trump... When you're very sure about something, um, when you deny it, you, you have your full confidence behind it. There's absolutely no way I sped through that stop sign. I, you know, I can say that because there were no stop signs. You know, I, I know for a fact I didn't. Now, if, if I'm not sure, maybe someone caught me speeding through the stop sign. And I'm like, I don't remember sliding, uh, going through the stop sign. Same thing with this president. He's saying, I did not say that. Now, I'm staggered that nobody apparently recorded on their phone, because if someone's willing to, quote, leak this out, then there's someone in that room that wanted to get him in trouble, which means that they would have been recording something. I just find it odd that there was not a single recording uh, about this. So it's hearsay. You know, legal term, this is hearsay. Someone's coming out and spreading anonymously, spreading to the media. Hey, you know, the president said, uh, pretty much, um, why do we have all these uh, people coming in from poopy hole countries like Haiti? Why can't we get more people like from Norway? And I really doubt that happened. First off, uh, the Trump kind of 
backs up what he says. I figure he would have tweeted something about that. Secondly, he's very much denying it, you know, unequivocally. And third, there's no recording. That being said, I can— Well, I think that gives you—this is a great example of how the media can literally take something and try to do their best to control what everyone wants to think or what people want to think. Because now people are taking this as the truth, and then they're going, see, this solidifies my belief that he's a racist— Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. And again, the word mental gymnastics comes around comes around because what stinks that what stinks about this kind of scenario, though, especially when it had someone so volatile as like Trump is no one's going to be able to uh, what's the what's the term like not eat crumb or eat crow, cr- eat crow, mm-hmm. because no one even if there people are found out wrong and like say he never said it and, you know, they somehow have 100 percent proof that he never said that people won't change their mind. Oh, absolutely. There will always be those who just uh, – and it's funny because I've seen people post stuff about Trump or the Trump family. Uh, and, again, this could go the other way around, and it's blatantly false. And I pointed out to them saying this is not true. Well, it should be. Or, I, you know, I'm sure he thinks it, so I'm going to keep it up. And and there, there's those who uh, whose minds won't change. That being said, this president, I can see him saying – using those words not with that meaning behind it, but, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know – Haiti is a poopy hole of a country. I mean, it truly is. It's, it's bad. Well, it's, it's got a— He's in the eye of the beholder, man. <laughs> it's like, well, it's, if it was so wonderful, how come so many are trying seeking refugee status here? Is that, what, is that where this conversation came from? Yeah, I, I think there is a difference to receive refugees and then legal immigrants. And if there was some kind of a— comparison to Haiti and Norway, don't forget that Trump just met with a uh, Norwegian uh, head of state. So that could have been in the conversation, like, there's a difference between Haitian refugees who have, you know, very little education, skills, you know, and are, are, are leaving a horrible situation. And then someone from, let's say, a country like uh, Norway, following the legal route, bringing something to the country, because the whole point about immigration is to add to the country in a productive way, uh, education-wise, labor-wise, you know, making a positive impact on the country. And so the odds are that someone, you know, it's not easy to say, but someone from Norway on the whole would bring something in well, the I, legal route. I wonder I wonder if we, if somebody did a presentation of everybody, like the top 10 countries— in the in the world that make the most money or have quality of life higher than others or whatever mm-hmm. and then kind of go through their basic immigrations policies because i know the only thing i do know on top of my head is like canada will not if you're if you've been arrested i think it's a certain level of being arrested you're not allowed you cannot immigrate to canada okay i don't know if it's federal if it's a felony Right, there'd probably be some level, or else everyone who gets a speeding ticket would. It's something. It's something strange because no, I I remember what, whatever it was. I remember it was funny because, oh man, what's that? Tr- what's the guy who sold secrets and he changed into a woman? Chelsea Manning. Chelsea Manning can't go to Canada, like she can't go to Canada, mm-hmm. not immigrate, but like she just can't go. Right. And that's when I was like, oh man, like let's imagine having that. <laughs> hit you in the face like oh you you can't come here you can't even go to canada what yeah <laughs> that's like bottom of the barrel if canada won't take you you're really hosed so, well no, that's why i was kind of making that connection to it and i was just like oh that kind of stinks but uh but I, one- I think a lot of people don't have that that first world experience with that kind of stuff mm-hmm. 
And, firsthand, sorry. Yeah, no, for, firsthand experience. And I do know that there's an, there are immigration issues, uh, like when I was growing up in England, basically the borders were wide open. And uh, heavy Arab presence, uh, Indian presence, uh, huge. And there's totally, that's the thing you're supposed to, when you immigrate, there's supposed to be an integration period. You integrate into the existing structure. You don't try to change your new host country into the country you just left for a good reason. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, um, and there, there are now in England, there are some immigration issues because you can't kick them out, obviously, if someone's legally entered. And that's why there's a different, uh, the, the definition of immigrant, and I looked this up, is someone who moves, who comes to a country, different country, foreign country, to live there permanently. Therefore, every illegal crossing the border is not an immigrant by definition because that means their goal is to live here permanently, but they're breaking the law. Mm-hmm. So they're not an immigrant. They, you know, we got to find another word. And, but if we what say, do you see? What do you see the end of this? Do you see an end of this? Do you think this is always going to be a struggle here in the United States? Or is it, you think the shift is going to happen to another country or? Well, no, everyone wants to come to America. That's the thing. It's, I don't hear one single friend, liberal or conservative, you know, bemoaning the fact the lack of Hispanic representation in China, the number of blacks in South Korea. No one goes to those countries. They, they all want to come here. Well, if you're looking at, like, say, you know, the world keeps turning and it's 400 years from today, mm-hmm. where do you see this issue existing? Ooh, really good question. Because, you know, the last huge uh, amnesty program, do you know who signed it? No. Reagan. And you know what his words were as it was signed? This is it. No more after this one. Millions of illegal blanket amnesty across the board. Millions were given amnesty. And he said, that's it. No more. The, the, I'm signing this so this doesn't happen again ever. So what happened? It didn't, didn't stop. Okay. So, yeah, I think it'll always be a problem until there is a solution. I don't know if a wall is the solution. I do find it funny that if you go to the southern borders of Mexico, you know what you're going to find there? A big wall. To keep, Mexico keeps out people from El Salvador and something moving into them. They have, Yeah, there is a... A uh, huge southern Mexican border presence to keep people from coming through into Mexico. Have you been there? Not personally, but you know, I, I've seen pictures. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. We're gonna have to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. I know we're only gonna be here till eleven or ten o'clock today. I'm sorry, but uh, we still gotta say thank you to our sponsors. You do it. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Our sponsors of today's show, of course, it's Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. We'll be right back. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, 
Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Throw that shade. Hey, it is last uh, quarter hour. It's yeah, 946. we got about 10 minutes left in today's oh, show. Well, we've been talking about uh, words of the president. Something we said, <laughs> something we said off the air. Uh, and this is going to sound funny, but Dick and I are on two different um, uh, uh, points of view here. We need to find something to disagree on. Well, this is, here, here we go. We're, we're going to go with it. Oh, yes. So you think that even if the president did use that language, it's, it's cool that he's making he's keeping it real. No, not yeah. Keeping it real is something I would definitely not describe it as. I think uh, the way I was presenting it to you is I think this is something that is going to transition the way people view that position in our government. Mm-hmm. And you know, we kind of said it's subtly getting it's subtly. Inter- I don't know how you can explain it, but it's educating people about wh- what our government does mm-hmm. and how we treat it. Because like it's. The thing I hate about right now, when I see the when I see the government, it what it feels like is every person who has a higher up position needs to have a position on every single issue. Mm-hmm. And then, like my favorite one right now, and this is one thing I'm wondering how this is like what the reality of behind this is. So, the biggest argument from that's legitimate I felt from the Democrat side about the tax bill was it's only an eight year deal. Mm-hmm. So some of those things need to be made permanent. Permanent. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, one thing I love about Twitter is it seems like it's a direct connection to these higher up people who like to talk trash or you know hold their picket signs or whatever. And so Senator Ted Cruz, our senator here, apparently put a bill in to make it permanent. And he literally tweeted Bernie Sanders saying, "Will I get your support?" And I'm interested to see what is the because you, you know when they put bills together, it's always something tacked on. There's to always it. a writer. There's always, always an excuse. There's yeah. always an excuse. Like, oh, I would really, really love to support that, but and you someone's going to throw in something about uh, corn you, you farming don't, in you Iowa. Don't, you, you don't have double ply. You only have single ply. And we so hate we can't ply. we can't do single ply in this in this bill, <laughs> and uh, and that's the way I'm interested in that, and that kind of stuff gets really. There's certain things that do affect us as individuals in the country, and there are certain things that are very positive that we're doing. There are also things that are very negative that we're doing that we kind of, as I would say as a group, kind of see as problems or as good things. As a group, we can all agree. You know, it's like mm-hmm. – uh, and unfortunately, like the way I'm seeing our government is like the about 20 percent of it really matters to them. And the rest is either getting reelected or you know feeding their base or their followers. Mm-hmm. 
And that's one thing I really am starting not to like about the Republican Party and the Democratic Party is it really does seem to me like a social club. That's really what it comes down to, and it's just a glorified social club. And if you're not part of the club, then you really don't have a voice. And uh, and that's one thing I like about what Trump's doing is he literally turned it upside down because people who have been in that world for 30 years always recognize him as a New York Democrat. And, you know, either right. either that's for him being a businessman trying to appease his local people because, you know, he needed to move stuff. He probably did illegal things, you know, but I mean, that's that is to me, that's the norm of that the, the New York like that's the norm of that place. What if Trump had run on the Democratic ticket and, and won? I, so, so he's doing everything he's doing. I don't think he would have won because I think Hillary Clinton clearly had. Well, well, let's say she wasn't in the mix. Let's say that, you know, because. Oh, that's a good question. Remember, I don't know. In the, in the uh, primary elections uh, with the 16 other Republicans, the, the, the prevailing uh, theory was he was a Democrat in Republican clothing. You know, he was actually a, a mole for the Democrats and we can't let him win because. So let's say alternate reality fringe universe. Uh, there was no Hillary Clinton running. Trump got the the Demo so everything he's doing now because he's not doing it kind of as a Republican. He's doing it as Trump because. Yeah. It, it, well, I mean that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm trying to get to, to answer your question. Like when I when you hear reports, first off, we don't know if it's true. So right. know, my comments, I really don't know because no one really knows what went on because no, I can't believe no one recorded like you said. But to me, I feel like if someone if, – if I'm going to deal with somebody who chooses to use language like that, I think everybody's been in situations like this in like some form of life. Like say, for example, my kid hangs out with a kid whose parents curse all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what do, what's the most average parent going to do? Well, they, I think they have a realization is, A, they can prevent them being friends because you don't want the inadvertent effect of them hanging out with the parents. Or B, you go, my kid has to grow up at one point. And realize things like this are not normal in our home, but it's normal somewhere else. And that's and C is is you know educating the kids, going, hey, listen, Bobby's parents, they they go a different route. We don't, and you can celebrate diversity or you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's the way I look at this. Right. I'm like, really, if we're gonna pinpoint and blame somebody on somebody for having a beer summit. Like that's your fixation point. I think we can kind of get over that real fast because to me what it comes down to is the results. And, you know, you could take that as a strict business way of like, you know, sacrifice all the baby children. And we're going to have, you know, a good yield this year, you know, children of the corn style or something like that. <laughs> but I, and I don't mean it like that, but I meant more of it's, it's hard to overlook people's success, especially when like, for example, Harvey Weinstein, like that guy is done, but – Still, people say the movie he produces really good. That, Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, like the the high diehard film people, Polanski, they'll say, "Oh, his 1970s, 1980s work, top notch." They won't say it's not top notch anymore because he did horrible things to somebody. Mm -hmm. And again, I call it the Bill Cosby effect. He made us laugh for many years. How it ended, you know, doesn't yeah doesn't that, take away from the fact that we laugh, and that's the way I look at it, and especially like in, in any situation, that's why I see it, and that's why I felt it was kind of weird that people are fixating on this, and I'm thinking to myself, like, do you realize there's other people in this world that think different than you? So, and it might be because they curse, or it might be because they believe in another religion or something that's completely different, mm -hmm. and it happens. Now, do you want your kids to grow up on that? I mean, that's up to you. That's your parenting. Very but, cool point. I like that. Uh, before we go, I know did you I answer the question. I didn't you, you did. I, well, well, my stance was actually, I think the it's the office of the president. And I'll be really, really brief. There are certain offices like a judge, a commanding officer and a president that it's not less the man or woman. It's the office. Uh, you know, you don't go into a court. How do you plead? Well, 
bleep bleep your honor i blankety blank this you don't do it because you respect the 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 office uh, well, you can't there is do it though. Well, you, yeah, you're allowed to. And there's to. consequences to your decision. So similar to Trump, like if he did say it, he'll face whatever consequences become of it. And I guarantee you, he's been doing stuff like not like cursing, but dealing with his consequences his entire life. Oh, you're absolutely right. But I'm talking about the other way around. A judge shouldn't come into the courtroom with flip flops and not having showered for a week. But I bet you there are judges in the world that do that. Yeah, but. I, from a primarily American point of view, you hold a certain standard. I don't think presidents should roll up their sleeves, hold beer summits, use phrases like this. And, and well, now, here's the thing. If it was a private meeting or meeting that, that was him just venting, that's one thing. And that's what this, at the worst case, that's what this is. But if he gone on, you know, behind the podium with the seal on that podium and said anything along those veins, I, I'm not a fan of that at all. I think there's a certain standard should be uh, met. Uh, so that, that that's my counter, but I think you raised a really excellent argument on your side, truly. Now, before we go, we want to talk about something that was not Trump. You came across a really interesting uh, headline. Oh, yeah. So apparently uh, a, a woman who's going back to school at Texas Tech saw in Houston. This happened in Houston at the uh, Intercontinental Airport. She saw another person, another fellow gunner. Is that what they're called? Raider. Sorry, another fellow Raider. Uh-huh. And she did the gun <laughs> salute. And the TSA saw it, and they pulled her aside, and they and questioned her. And the gun her. is your typical Your thumb, gun. Like, you make a gun, and they say, wreck them. I think that's the thing, wreck them. And I, I just think it's kind wreck of Wreck them, Ralph. Yeah, I, I just find it funny that, you know, the TSA guy from Houston, and that's just a good example of not knowing everyone's culture. And uh, Well, apparently, according to the, the gal that did this, uh, she did it to the guy, and he gave her a funny look. He may not have—it could have been his son's sweatshirt. He may have had no idea about this. I, my sense is this guy went to TSA and go, hey, some strange lady just pointed a finger gun at me and went, wreck him. And yeah. uh, it was resolved nicely. TSA did their job. They took her. They patted her down. They told her, you really shouldn't do that in an airport. And I got to agree. <laughs> Unfortunately, I missed the days when you you could do that. And it wasn't that big of a deal. But, I, you know, off air, I told you I had a friend who met another friend, her husband at the airport is in Japan. And she screamed out, hi, Jack. And got taken down because the Japanese police there had just been taught, you know, certain American words and hijack was one of them. So you just got, no, it's not dead. She's six foot tall, blonde woman taken down. Don't do it, folks. Just don't even ride airplanes. Don't do it. Don't even ride airplanes. Just don't do it. Take an airship. Take a dirigible. We should bring back the dirigible. Oh, man. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. It was good to see you today, Sean. Dick, I'm sorry it's a short day, but I will yeah. see you on Monday, man. That's right, folks. We're uh, The next hour is going to be a couple of songs. We've got a full lineup, IRLoneStar.com. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll be back on Monday morning. It is Martin Luther King Day, but we will be here. So yeah. join us. Call in. Uh, leave a message throughout the weekend, 936-647-3776. Don't forget about the MLK uh, celebration at yes. the Woodlands uh, Methodist, United Methodist yeah, United Church. Methodist Church. That's right. They came in, the, I believe, last week. Yeah, look at about our it. Uh, podcast list, yeah. and you'll find out all about it. Today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee and Centurion Wealth Advisors. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. 
Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12, Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21, KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.